There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. We're still trying to do. Washington involving President Biden, our senior national correspondent, Rich Edson, has got more about a document that the senator and the head of the Oversight Committee in the House are looking for. Rich? Hi, John. Good afternoon. The House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer says that he's issued a subpoena to the FBI in a letter that he and Senator Chuck Grassley have sent to Attorney General Merrick Garland and FBI Director Chris Wray. They write that a, quote, highly credible whistleblower says the Justice Department and FBI have a form that, quote, describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-President Biden and a former national relating to the exchange of money. Then-Vice President Biden. Then-Vice President, yeah, I was going to say. He said, I was so confused when this story came out because the FBI document is from 2020 when Biden was neither president nor vice president, and they switched between calling him then-President and then-Vice President during the course of the news broadcast. So... I like could not figure out when this supposed thing was supposed to have taken place as they were doing it, but it was when he was vice president. We're talking about, I believe, 2011 is what I heard. In a stunning development, the White House oversight, the House Oversight Committee issued a subpoena Wednesday for an FBI file that a whistleblower said links President Biden to a scrim- criminal scheme involving money for policy decisions during his vice presidency. This is on the New York Post. The tip is a potential breakthrough for the GOP investigators looking into Joe Biden's role in his family's business dealings in countries such as China, Mexico, Russia, and Ukraine. 
Republicans say the file pertains pertains to potential wrongdoing by Joe Biden rather than possible criminal activity by first son Hunter Biden or another relative that indirectly implicates the president. The alleged corruption is believed to involve a country other than China, the Post understands. That's interesting phrasing, the Post understands. Two sources say the whistleblower is not the same person as the IRS agent who anonymously came forward last month to allege a cover-up in the criminal investigation of the first son. Is he really going to run for president with all this stuff going on? I mean, I know Trump well, will is... run for president with anything going on. Well, homie, isn't that what this is? Isn't this a hit from Democrats? To get him out? Yeah. Make, make They appeared something, and there you go. The, the Grassley and this guy, uh, Comer, got, some, got an envelope handed to them. In that envelope was the document that was a facsimile of the document that they know the FBI has. And so they've got him. The document subpoenaed by the Oversight Committee was created or modified in June 2020, months before Biden won the presidency. It must be supplied at a meeting on May 10th, the subpoena says. Oversight Committee Chair James Comer said that the new whistleblower tip raises concerns that then-Vice President Biden allegedly engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. What if it's Zelensky? Oh, please. Let it be. please. <laughs> no, I don't think he was in office then, technically, so I don't think it could be him. But, like, it could totally be. Ukraine is, like, so corrupt, and Hunter Biden obviously had dealings there. And if it's not China, that's, like, the other big country that always gets brought up around the Hunter Biden stuff. But it's, like, not a secret that the only way the Biden family, any of them, make any money is by selling access to Joe Biden. Well, yeah. Right? That's like, what they're supposed to do. That's none, <laughs> none of the people in the family do anything in real life. The American people, oh, Oversight Committee Comer said that the new whistleblower raises concerns that Biden engaged in bribery scheme with a foreign national. The American people need to know if President Biden sold out the United States of America to make himself money for himself. In a letter to Merrick Garland and Chris Ray, Comer and Senate Budget Meeting member Chuck Grassley wrote, we have received legally protected and highly credible, legally protected, hmm, and highly that credible. That means it's like a technical real whistleblower. Like not, oh, yeah, not whistleblower. I like see. Rebecca Jones claims to right. be a whistleblower when she's not blowing the whistle on anything and is not a whistleblower. They're saying this is right. like a real legally protected whistleblower. Highly credible, unclassified whistleblower disclosures. Based on these disclosures, the Republican. How much you want to bet that stuff's going to get classified? Like right now. In slow walk, <laughs> we just can't seem to. It has come to can't our attention that the Department anything. of Justice and the FBI possess. Well, it, it can get classified right now, but it. If it found its way to them, it could find its way to the New York Post. And this time, Twitter will not shut it down and have 52 intel sources saying it's Russian disinformation. Because this is laundered the right way, starting with the politicians and then to the press. Right. Based on the, the Republican wrote, it had come to our attention that DOJ and FBI possess an unclassified FD-1023 form that describes an alleged criminal scheme involving then-Vice President Biden and a foreign national relating to the exchange of money for policy decisions. The letter sent alongside the subpoena adds, it has been alleged that the document includes a precise description of how the alleged criminal scheme was employed as well as its purpose. Based on the alleged specificity within the document, it would appear that the DOJ and the FBI have enough information to determine the truth and accuracy of the information contained within it. However, it remains unclear what steps, if any, were taken to investigate the matter. White House spokesman Ian Sams sought to downplay the news. For going on five years now... Republicans in Congress have been lobbing unfo unfounded, unproven, politically motivated attacks against the president 
and his family without offering evidence for their claims or evidence of decisions influenced by anything other than U.S. interests, Sam says. Pretty boilerplate. Although, you know, that gets time-stamped that he said it when he said it. Right. So that means, if he said it, that means the official statement of the White House and Biden himself is that this is just more horse bleep. That's because they prefer floating anonymous innuendo. Also, Hunter stuff was anonymous. Amplified by the megaphone of their allies and right-wing media to get attention and try to distract and deflect from their own. Wow, it's all here. Their own unpopular ideas and lack of solutions to the issues of the American people. <laughs> That's how. And you... how are those solutions working out for the American people? By the way, well, I mean, this—it's pretty boilerplate, patting down the hatches language. Sam's added, when it comes to President Biden's personal finances, anybody can take a look in. Um, on offered unprecedented level of transparency. Yeah. Releasing a total of 25 years of tax returns to the American public. Biden has not released information. Yeah, that's why you have family members, though. That's how yeah. this works. Cutouts and all that <laughs> stuff. Uh... I mean, it's so absurd, and it's so absurd that they treat Hunter Biden like he's untouchable, like going after people's children. Why don't you talk to Hunter Biden about this? We have no control over Hunter Biden. And meanwhile, like... Hunter Biden's going around saying he's broke, he can't pay his child support for this child that the Biden family won't acknowledge. He's got court dates for that. He's, you know, like a mess. He's got gun charges that were never brought against him where he lied on gun forms. He improperly disposed of a firearm. He's like, I mean, if Hunter Biden were a Trump kid, it would be like a field day the press would have with all this stuff. I mean, it, he'd be in jail if he were a Trump kid, probably, because the rules only apply to one set of people. Speaking of rules only applying to one set of people, by the way, did you see what I sent us? Um, that Catherine Clark's uh, yeah, we child... Yeah, we though? Well, I mean, like, what's more to say about no, it? No, okay, I didn't know. I'm just asking. Uh, Catherine Clark's child, Riley, nay, Jared... Um, yes, yes. Uh, got, this is this is the, this one's really a boy pretending to be a girl, or yes. vice versa. Ja okay. Originally, Jared started going the by they a couple years ago, he and wakes, now goes he's by. He's worried she, that he's going to shot at the theater when the movie stops. Right, and like, because didn't it, he wake she, up at night about climate change yes, or something too? From yeah. dreams, but yeah. because but, okay. but worried that he's going to get shot when the movie stops because the shooters wait until the end of the movie because they want to see the credits and then right. they open fire. So yeah, so. Riley uh, just um, graduated from Middlebury, I believe, and is now Riley. Is that where it was? It was somewhere like that, anyway. And is now Riley and, um, you know, was defacing monuments in Boston like Antifa people do. And uh, when the police showed up, assaulted the police officer. And, I mean, what do you think would happen to you if you assaulted a police officer? Um, well, you, you mean were publicly or privately? Publicly, while well, you were committing a crime. Publicly, um, I would, I would be struck down, tased, <laughs> cuffed. I would get a an untethered paddy wagon ride, probably. Now, if you did this when you were like a a young person in his early twenties, and your parents had just paid for an expensive college for you. Would they refer to this as like a difficult season of parenting? <laughs> if I attacked a cop and my dad yeah, was paying you, for college, yeah. If it said you hit, a, it said they, it said that Riley hit the cop in the face. 
<laughs> you you would audibly hear the secession of payments to that college from my father, definitely. So, uh, yeah. So Riley, um, Riley's sentencing happened. Riley has to write a letter apologizing to the cop, do 30 hours of community service, and is on probation for a year. Riley should do a stretch. A little stretch. <laughs> I mean... If the January 6th people do, like some of them didn't even hit anybody. What do you need? Why Hi, are you what's bothering up? her? What? Um, Jason is not sharing. Not sharing what? His food. You know that we're doing something, right? When you... <sighs> Tell him to share or Tell else he's him in to share the food or he's in trouble. That was just a little brazen, going up and tapping you in your shoulders and, and doing it. You know, we're going to have a Riley Clark unless we curb this behavior. It's not Riley Clark. What is the it? The kids have a different last name than their mom. Of course they do. It's Riley Dowell. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, there's your first problem, I think. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so, so rules that would apply to like January 6th protesters don't apply to like Black Lives Matter and Antifa uh, protesters that assault cops it works right. different especially if their moms are like the most powerful woman in congress then definitely not then the rules definitely don't apply to them at all but you know um there you go it must be nice to be riley and it must be nice to be Catherine clark and they know that if they occupy a capital there's been democrats occupying state capitals all over the country now they've done texas they've done florida they've done tennessee they've done i think minnesota they've been all over the place occupying state capitals and nobody is uh in solitary confinement to wait a second there. you suggesting well is, is, is riley clark was he with antifa um, I think Riley Clark, uh, Riley Dowell, is Riley Dowell like, is, yes. is like involved in anti. Well, yeah. I think that your argument falls apart immediately, Alice. Oh. Right here. I, I agree. They're no not one organized. Is found, no one is found Antifa. I, we've they're heard a lot about Antifa. Antifa. I mean, they have I, websites. I they have recruiting cat. online. But, they, but, they do have. We talk. Sonny's brought up many times about the FBI director speaking about <laughs> white supremacy being yeah. the number one target. He also said that same trusted source that it's a real thing. It's not a fiction. It's just not organized. Right. They ambush. They're he awful. He said it's merely they're... an idea. It's, it's Antifa is not a highly organized movement. Oh. Can you imagine these dummies just learning about Antifa now? Right. Yep. Nor is it merely an idea. It's a loose but organization. But it's so but, but, odd that we have not. Well, where are they? Because you know the they show people, up everywhere. We there's... have not. I've looked all over MSNBC and NPR, and I, I can't see them. Where are they? Protesting, well, they rioting, but no, they don't come on television. But no, but this apparently. is this is it is. Oh, sorry. They don't come on television. Well, it matters where you're looking, Whoopi. Really, yeah. They show up some places and like hurl Molotov cocktails at people and break windows and stuff. Right, and it that's televised on a few channels, but nothing that you right. watch. It is different than the Proud Boys. It's not as organized. Yeah. Elected officials haven't appeared mm -hmm. with them. We all agree on that. But Christopher Ray said. We're seeing people exploiting this situation after George Floyd's murder to pursue violence, extremist yep. agendas, anarchists like Antifa and other trouble. agitators. Again, but again there, is, there, is no, there is no person you can point to and say, oh, that person represents Antifa. Every time they see four black people, they think it's Antifa. No, it's, uh, to be honest, <laughs> Actually, it's it largely... seems to me that most uh, yeah, well, Antifa that, people are white. Well, now she says that right here. But, the, but also, mm -hmm. she's like... 
read a skim the show notes <laughs> so you have a just a vague clue of what you're talking about all republicans just think all black people are antifa and they don't have a, a representative what what does that mean they don't have a representative. You, yeah, you they need, do that on purpose. I need to put a face with them. The white or white. Well, that's what we said. There are people we, online who go who are openly identify as animals. Well, I, they may, and I'm going to say I think oftentimes things like Antifa are things that are thought up, ideas that are thought up and pushed and moved. Because for me, you know, <clears throat> if. Antifa, if we go with the name. Anti-fascist. It's anti-fascist. Right. So I don't know who's doing what. I do know that if you had asked a number of people of color about Tucker Carlson, we could have told everyone but, yeah. what he really felt. Yeah. And, and that I'm sorry for your gender. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. So, but you know what? You can tell it's all oh, what we do know is it means anti-fascist. Okay, so now they do exist. It's good. <laughs> Maybe we come a long that's way in the last two one. minutes. Like, that's my but, favorite is like, oh yeah, well, all the greatest generation people who fought in World War II were anti-fascists too, so. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Well, the weather underground, it's about the weather underground, which is more, uh, it's drier down there. Yeah, so, everybody knows nothing is named ever, ev anything. Everything that's named the People's Liberation right. Party it's is always... It's the Republic of China. It's a republic, people. and it's run by the people. Duh. <laughs> like, nobody ever names anything, anything that doesn't mean what it is, I'm sure. But, you know... So, obviously, this topic came up because of this late-night Tucker leak last night, this new text message um, that apparently this is Exhibit 276 from the uh, Fox Dominion mm -hmm. thing. The text message from Tucker Carlson, January 7th, 2021. Here, it's a couple of weeks ago. I was watching a video of people fighting on the streets in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living bleep out of him. It was three against one at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. I could taste it. Then somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics how am i better than he is so uh, so i want to be first of all on tucker's like texting yeah uh in his texting stable of people that he texts up yeah. to because his texts are like super thoughtful well i i mean my um estimation this it was a draft of a monologue I, it reads like a monologue, but I was listening to mm -hmm. like I was, Matt Walsh was reading it earlier, and he's like, "Wow, this this sounds it's really thoughtful and colorful for for a text." It's like, I'm pretty sure it's a monologue because he he can so hear you think it. In he's his maybe voice. texting like with a producer. Yeah, probably. oh, it does say text to a producer actually. It was to a producer, but but um, but yeah, and and I think it's absolutely thoughtful. Mm -hmm. The thing, of course, and also, so the focus largely. First of all, there's a lot of focus on his quote-unquote bloodlust, right. which that's BS because obviously he's saying about how we should It's very easy to have bloodlust as a human being, especially with idiots like 
you know, Riley Dowell, but, um, but that, you know, we shouldn't do that because that's part of our, you know, being human is that we have to resist those urges like that to behave that way. But then obviously the rest of the focus is on the, that's not how white men fight. Right. So, which I believe just on the merits is just forensically is not how white men's fight white men fight fight you can say that that's a that's a insinuation that white men usually fight more honorably and that's for black men to fight like that right i think that's the implication that people are taking away from right. it generally speaking and now yeah. is and is he allowed to notice that if that's what he's noticing no, obviously he's not allowed to notice right. that, which is why this is problematic. I would never say this, what he said, mm -hmm. or text it, or, right. or, 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 but looking at, if we just go by social media, a lot of the beatdowns seem to be groups of young men, urban men, and I'm not going to say anything more than that. Uh, it, am I wrong in in seeing that there's been a lot of it on social media lately right that's but so sure. maybe it's wrong maybe it is exactly how white men fight or whatever maybe it's maybe you know a taiwanese uh you, you you do the 10 on one thing maybe it's uh white yankees maybe it's english i don't know i don't know the stats on this in any group but regardless of that he's also just saying that fighting this way is dishonorable and that he was mad at himself for like enjoying it a little bit because he hated the Antifa kid. Right. And this is a guy who Antifa came to his house and terrorized his wife. Right. So it's not really the point of the text exchange. Right. Although the... the Which is probably why that particular phrase never made it into a Tucker monologue is because it's not really the point. Right. Yeah, no, in that in that point, I mean, whatever. I'm not. I'm. I have a high bar for racism. So mm -hmm. if he's saying this isn't how white people do it, then I'm taking just that. And and the in fact the fact that he doesn't elaborate or fill the rest in, like the what do you mean by that? He never got anybody asking he, that. You're right. Um, means that to, this is all you have. What are your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I think people who are racist are probably more racist than that in their private texts. Right. Right. I do. <laughs> I do. What I do not like is that he f that he feels some ownership. It seems like with white people, and, but if he does, he does. But well, then again, you're, everybody else is supposed to have kinship with their own race. So <laughs> he didn't well, start right. this. I mean, also Tucker is probably objectively like one of the whitest people around like with the bow ties and the like the particular like choices style and and extracurricular activity choices that he makes like well i mean you you're he's using like white, super, white he's as like, a stereotype well but, right but he's like super preppy waspy yes guy right like that's his right. part of his thing Right, and he is from the land, or his family is from the land, where people are especially white, light, and white in their hair is sometimes. Right. So, I mean, you know. So. I don't, and, yeah, I, I don't know. But like I say, like, it, there's no, there's not a lot, of, there's not a lot there. Um, but this is where we are, is we're leaking this stuff. And the other thing that leaked today, 
Um, my high school friend's uh, husband is still um, chirping from Media Matters about uh, Tucker with leaked videos. Did you see the newest Tucker video no. that I sent you? And then he, he oh, said, you, oh, you did? So this is Tucker kind of venting once again on camera as he's like finishing up his show. Um, he had apparently been deposed that day for the Dominion lawsuit. So he had uh, had a deposition for 10 hours that day. So he's kind of complaining in the video about how long the deposition was. Now he's tired and whatever. Oh, that's awful. And 10 hours? 10 hours of a deposition. And apparently he was asked about this text message during the deposition is what Matt Gertz alleges in his um, writing here. I did send it. Did you find the it. video? Okay. Well, that was a week, I'll say. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. 10 hours. That slimy little mother sitting across from me. Oh, you're the best. And I wasn't talking about you. It's just the opposite. He's giving me a complex. No, I'm not. What do you mean? Because you've never been this affirmed in your life? I <laughs> bet. Thank you, Alex. Have a happy weekend. See you, man. Um, the amount, uh, it was so unhealthy, the hate. Thank you, Teresa. The hate that I felt for that guy. I mean, I... I how yeah. could you not? I, well, I never feel that way, you know, because I don't put myself, I don't want to feel that way. I think it's wrong. It's bad. It's totally bad for you to feel that way. But that guy, I mean, he triggered the shit out of me. <laughs> Where are you now? Where do you live? <laughs> the amount of times I had, first of all, on my lips was like, it was unbelievable. Suggesting that I was that I was cheating on my taxes, really? Oh, oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. So where what's where are you domiciled? Where are you now? Do you own a home there? I was like, no, I do not own a home in Maine, which I don't. He doesn't. I don't know. I don't know the details, but he's talking about. Um, they they yeah, question him about where he lived because he has multiple homes, so they're trying to catch him on like where he lives versus where he's claiming is his like primary domicile or whatever on his taxes <laughs> so they're trying to like catch him out in some kind of tax cheating with asking all these Seems like domicile what do they questions. do with that information well i mean but that's how this is not the cops to post hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Museum or the IRS, this is... 
Yeah, but they can if they can get Tucker on something, they will though. You know what I mean? If they could do if they're gonna try and do whatever it takes. Apparently they also questioned him about calling Sidney Powell the C word. Which like I thought they didn't like Sidney Powell, but now like because Tucker dissed her, they're all for it. I don't Once again, Maybe. I'm not I don't think Tucker seems less fun and cool after the release of this video, right? Like, do you not see the, Do they play this video and you think like, oh, wow, Tucker's ruined now? I don't know what Fox thinks it's doing. Are they Why crazy? Why are they leaking this stuff to Media Matters and the New York Times and all these well, places? Well, like- right, but also they're trying to destroy him. One, it's all positive propaganda for him. <laughs> Two... It makes them look pernicious. They're trying to destroy Tucker Carlson. Yeah. People love Tucker. Yeah. It's weird. Tuck- and he's completely inoffensive and not like. If these are the attempts to smear him, it's like pathetic. Right? I just. It's so. It's so weak and it looks so bad on their part that they're leaking to people who are obviously enemies of conservatives. These media matters, people in New York Times, people and everybody. Right. They're it, they're throwing in they're putting themselves on the side of media matters against Tucker Carlson, which like I don't understand at all. It's just insanity to me. And I mean, their ratings are crashing and they're just going to keep attacking him more. I mean, Hannity's audience is down like almost a million people in in like a week of not having Tucker lead in for him. Freaking amazing. And like, I don't know. I don't know if those ratings are going to like fully recover ever. I don't think so. I mean, it's not the same. So. It's not the same environment for cable television as it was when they got rid of O'Reilly. Oh, you know, what? we should stop our recording. The 8, 8, 8 p.m. recording, just in case it, they get credit for it somewhere. Oh, okay. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, uh, have we had it on since tonight? No. We just watched the first night to see, like, if anything right. happened. So, and the the Friday night to Monday drop was not that big, although Friday's usually a lower day anyway. Um, it went from, like, 2.65 million for Tucker on Friday, which that's normally one of the more dead days of the week to like 2.59 million on Monday. But by Wednesday of that week, it was down to like 1.3 million people. And Sean Hannity was down to like 1.7 million people. Whereas like the previous week he'd been at like 2.6, I think on, on the same day of the week. So that's not good. And, and like when viewers leave, they sometimes don't come back. Like I'm not going to go, be, I, it's not like I was watching Tucker and then I had on Hannity afterwards and like now that Tucker's gone I'm gonna remember now to go turn on Fox to go see Hannity like who's doing that no one's doing that so I I think it's I think it's a big problem for them now Newsmax has recovered a bunch of their viewers not like all of those viewers some of them are just gone but yeah, like I mean, and all the shows are hurting. Um, actually, the only guy who's up is Gutfeld. And that makes sense, and he's also signaled loyalty to Tucker. Right, and yeah, he he's made jokes about it and stuff about him running for president and whatever. So, you know, he's he's in on the humor of the situation a little bit, obviously. But yeah, he's the only person whose ratings are not uh, 
totally wrecked. Ingram's down. Uh, Waters is down. The five might be doing okay. I but mean, once you've again, seen, I think that's are a they crazy for for messing with him? Still, they didn't see. The Republicans have seen what they can do to Bud Light. They can make a difference, and right. they're going to make people t- burn. Take their time. Yeah. In the also, barrel. interesting news on that front, on the Bud Light front, um, they did actually. Somebody leaked um, a letter that they had sent out to distributors. Did you see this? No. Um, so basically, I mean, they had, um, they had obviously, like, there's been all these reports that their sales are down and all this stuff. Um, but anyway, the St. Louis Post-Dispatch is also reporting that, um, that not to the public, but Anheuser-Busch has written a letter to wholesalers that was forwarded to bars and restaurants um, that they said this was one single can given to one social media influencer, the letter states. It was not made for production or sale to the general public. This can is not a formal campaign or advertisement. Um, so they're trying to like make excuses. It's so their- easily. It's- they included a cover letter. Uh, Anheuser-Busch did not intend to create controversy or make a political statement. Still not enough. It's still no, not it's, enough. It's worse than not you enough. You have to go out to the public and you have to say, we insulted you. Yes, they have to. We yes, were they wrong have to lift about up our the head of Helena Heinerschneider. And Alyssa, yeah. Mom, yes. I don't know what to do. Do you want my phone? Yes. Okay, thank you. Um... So they're saying, uh, this is Gray Eagle, this distributor is saying, in reality, the Bud Light cam posted by a social media influencer that sparked all the conversation was provided by an outside agency without Anheuser-Busch management awareness or approval. I mean, you had to print the image on the can, so somebody within Anheuser-Busch did something. Uh, Gray Eagle continued in its letter, since that time, the lack of oversight and control over marketing decisions has been addressed and a new VP of Bud Light marketing has been announced. Uh, Todd Allen, most recently the global vice president of Budweiser, is the new vice president of marketing for Bud Light, which is a bigger brand. Uh, no, we no, we want to see the executioner's bloody sword. Yeah, uh, yep. Robert Latchkey, the former chief creative officer at Anheuser Busch, said the decision to use the influencer to sell Bud Light was a calamitous mistake. The minute you step into the political or religious spectrum, when you know your target audience is going to have a real issue with this, you know you've alienated at least half of your target audience. In the end, people don't like getting preached to, especially when it comes to drinking beer. Lajki left the company in 2009. Now, this is interesting. Shortly after it was acquired by Belgian-based InBev, he said the corporate marketing immediately began to slide after the acquisition when the company brought in foreign-born marketers who did not understand the American audience. Now that the marketers are all Americans again, they still do not understand who consumes Bud Light and other mainstream Anheuser-Busch products. Uh... None of the marketing folks has ever been to a NASCAR race. None has ever been to a football game or a rodeo. He said, that's insanity. That's marketing incompetence. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So there, there's obviously starting to be some finger pointing and blame gaming and, you know, stuff going on. Hopefully they figure it out. I mean, but yeah, like they should be hurting because somebody's got to hurt over this stuff. You know, Dylan Mulvaney is a person who makes money off of selling uh, dangerous gender surgeries to children, essentially. I mean, like, that's what it is. Well, it was too fratty. 
Yeah. Well, okay. Well, you insulted all your customers. So there you go. So now they're going, now these. (laughs) We didn't mean to get into politics. What's great? What's great? What's great? What's great is that people are going to Modelo is number two in the U.S. and people are mm-hmm. going to Modelo. Right. So all these a lot of the market shares, trashy, the Bud Light market shares, going to Coors Light. But all so, these yeah. stupid trashy and Miller Light, white yeah. fat racist Trump voters. Where are they going to go without us? They're going to the Mexican beer. <laughs> Makes sense. Yep. But yeah, I think uh, Coors Light and Miller Light are picking up a lot of the market share, basically. Um, so yeah, that's... And I don't know. We'll see. It's going to take more than commercials with people with cowboy hats on, I think, to unravel this mess. Oh, they're going to have to come out. They're going to have to like leak, have pretend like... Do you know what's going to have to be? Lake Havasu, Girls Gone Wild... Right, they're going to have yeah. to go full inappropriate yep. misogynist again to get anybody <laughs> back. <laughs> um, I'm available to work in your marketing department, but like, if you no want. No kidding. Um, but what was I going to uh, move on to? Okay, so yeah, so we did also definitely want to talk about this New York story because I think this has the potential to be one of the biggest stories of this year, possibly. This New York train situation. Say his name, please. His name is uh, Jordan Neely. Who was simply doing a Michael Jackson impersonation, a good one, too, a talented one, when a white racist member of the military... Strangled him to death him for absolutely no reason. Because he hates Michael Jackson music because Michael Jackson is black. Uh, yeah, maybe not. Um, So, long story short, uh, this guy who's 30 years old jordan neely uh was an unhoused person in new york city um seems to be a pretty tragic story his mother was murdered and he had to testify in the murder trial when he was 18 murdered by her boyfriend and left outside in a suitcase um like garbage and that's awful that he went through that as a young person um he has been performing Michael Jackson routines on the streets of New York. He's a homeless person. Clearly very, very deep mental health issues. Um, he's been arrested more than 40 times for assaults, mm-hmm. uh, attacking people. Um, th- there's the Reddit posts about this guy are full of people talking about him pushing people almost onto the tracks him being just a disaster screaming at people um throwing things at people uh, assaulting people i mean this is not this is a person who clearly was i mean like whatever you want to call it if you want to call it being failed by the system if you want to call it like this person needs to have been hospitalized against their own wishes at any point during the last Mm -hmm. however many years when he's been going through this acute mental health crisis with absolutely no one doing anything well the entire city of new york was run by democrats by the way there's no reason why republicans didn't do this to him right like cops didn't do this to him this is a complete failure of a democratic city right um but anyway this was the life that he was living and 
He was on the F train. I don't yeah. know, follow New York trains. But anyway, he was on this train and he got completely out of control, was screaming at people on the train. Uh, apparently, more than one person on the train felt he was enough of a threat that multiple people jumped in to try and help restrain right. him, including one guy that came up behind him and was holding him in a chokehold. I mean, this is a 30-year-old adult man. This is not like a child or a weak person. or I mean, like, who's flailing around, clearly mentally ill, out of his mind, screaming at people, throwing his jacket at them, like, who knows what. Nobody's doing anything. Obviously, the police aren't doing anything. This guy had an active felony arrest warrant out for him. Like, this is not, you know, whatever. Who knows? Anyway, he was held in a chokehold for 15 minutes. The police didn't show up while he's struggling and trying to get free of the three people trying to hold him down and restrain him on this train. Nobody's punching him or hitting him or anything, by the way. This is just they're trying to restrain him. And uh, so he was in a chokehold for 15 minutes and he apparently did not uh, come back into consciousness and he's now dead, which is extremely sad on a lot of levels. Um, But the left has decided that this is a lynching, that Mm -hmm. a bunch of white people just jumped him because he's black, because they hate black people. AOC is on it. Uh, She's been tweeting about it. This is terrible. A bunch of people are, you know, I mean, this is the city that you ordered. You want a yep. city where violent homeless people are free to accost you everywhere you go and yell and scream in your face and you can't do anything and the cops don't show up and nothing happens. This is what you wanted. And what were the freaking mental health social workers supposed to do when they showed up who are trained in de-escalation? What were they going to do? What were they going to do with the schizophrenic 30-year-old man who's screaming at people and throwing things in the middle of the train and no one is showing up? So anyway, so now everybody wants the head of this former Marine, this Marine veteran who um, had him in the chokehold on the train. This guy was interviewed by the police, was not charged, was released, uh, but they're investigating how they can, uh, what's the stupid AG's name there? Uh, they're they're trying to figure out a way to get to brag. Alvin right, yes, yeah, he, he wants charges. He They're looking for a way to try and charge this guy with something. Everybody's screaming that he's a murderer, that it's a lynching, that Incredible. it's terrible. I mean, it's obviously an incredibly unfortunate situation and a policy failure all the way down. But this is, I mean, like, who wants to live in a city that's being run this way? It reminded me a little bit, obviously this is a much more extreme case, but it reminded me a little bit of this video that was also big this week um, where these young women were stealing from a TJ Maxx. Not like not like Tom Shattuck stealing of putting the sardines in his pocket. Although for the record, I'd be fine if somebody <laughs> bodied you with your sardines on the way out of the store. <laughs> I would not like cast, I'm a law and order girl, so you know. Um, <laughs> that is, <laughs> I'd be very painful. I'm fifty else. <laughs> well, ribs. don't steal from the store. <laughs> but anyway, this was not that kind of stealing. This is like arms loaded up with like bags and bags yeah. of stuff that you're taking out. Yeah. This is like organized <laughs> um, mass theft. That um, and this guy tried to stop these two girls and like in the process knocked one of them over and everyone's like he just wanted to beat up on a black girl obviously who does that over TJ Maxx I mean like I also I would not fight anybody 
over the honor of the TJ Maxx inventory levels. <laughs> like I've worked a lot of retail and I didn't fight anybody over the inventory of the stores that I worked in because I didn't want to be stabbed by a crackhead. And I also just like, it's not, I don't care that much, but like we're trying to have a civilization here. Right. And like, I, the idea that everybody just thinks it's fine that in a lot of Democrat run cities in California, in Portland, in New York, like that this there's just total chaos. And I mean, people I don't advocate for killing people on the train. I don't think the people on the New York subway train were trying to kill this guy. I think they no. were trying to restrain him until help arrived. And because New York hates the police force for some reason and having police and order in the city, the police don't show up in any kind of timely way. But um, people are going to take things into their own hands. If you have total chaos rolling in the streets, you it, can't, it's the, it's the only responsible thing to do. I, Who knows what this guy would have done. Right. So if you don't like this, I would suggest you start hiring cops. That well, would be my suggestion to everybody because I don't like this situation if they can, either. If they can get cops at this point. I would also suggest that we do something to address the underlying conditions here that are causing there to be right. And maybe Eric Adams should not uh, suggest that that the, the there's illegals in New York because Republicans are dumping them on only black mayors. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe focus a little on some of the other problems the your city sauce, has, Allison? guys. The hot sauce is Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce. Uh, it's a delicious hot sauce. They donate 5% of the proceeds to the Fallen Firefighters Foundation. that's all we need, I think. That's all we need for the billboard. Market basket. Not- <laughs> ChelseaFireHotSauce.com. <laughs> You're very cute, Alice. All right, I think I figured it out. Hi, Tim. All of Tom's pet peeves, some irrational, mm-hmm. some not too irrational. I'm with you on the bourbon one, by the way. I, yeah, I don't care. You drink bourbon, great. I don't like it. It's but rubbish. Bourbon drinkers, oh, they're like people who go to BC or Harvard. Mm-hmm. They always have to tell you, right? Oh, oh, I drink this bourbon. Or that. Yes. Oh, in the hat. Anyway. Hold on one second, Tim. Let you already had to clean up a lot of Tucker language in this episode. Tucker Carlson and Tim and Canton. Anyway, um, Both of their initials are What TC. I realize is there's a psychosomatic aspect to these pet peeves. Mm-hmm. And I think I uncovered it. <laughs> he hates people who wear baseball hats. Mm-hmm. Mostly indoors. Yes. He hates people who wear sunglasses. Again, mostly indoors. Right. And it's not about the indoor aspect. It is, I think, part of his kleptomania. So there is guilt overriding his feelings of items that he's stolen in the past. (laughs) Ditching on the bourbon drinks at the Elephant and Castle. Uh, I don't know. Stealing a hat from Fenway Park one day at the souvenir shop. I I didn't steal a hat, but Tim will appreciate this. After one of the games in 04, um, mm-hmm. I actually knocked over the Red Sox MasterCard booth. And it, I, and, I, and I, when I say knocked over, I mean I stole from it. And I got I guyped a bunch of the merchandise behind it, like towels and stuff mm-hmm. and this and that. You also went back in multiple times on watch day, if I understand correctly. Well, that was the, at the behest of my late father. But, uh, but I was happy to do it. I, I learned from the best, Alice. You know... I only wonder what else is on this pet peeve list. 
So, Alice, if you could kind of let us know, I think we'll realize the other things that Tom has stolen. <laughs> well, uh, on the pet peeve list, let's see. I still am not comfortable with the cloth bags in the grocery stores. I'm still not comfortable. I, I, I kind of feel like when well, that's somebody... because that's actually unsanitary. Well, no, but, but 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 I I feel like a good portion of the people who have their cloth bags and then they hand over like four nappy cloth bags to the cashier. I think they're wanting to get praised and accolades for it. Mm-hmm. Can you just tell me I'm, I'm a good person for a second before we continue? I feel that energy happening, but I'll think of more. I mean, obviously, it's good to have standards. Oh, was that was that the swears or no? I don't know. Okay, yeah, it is. That's uh, I don't know that. that's Justin's uh test show at the bottom of the barrel. Okay. Guys, got to look at the bright side of all these government programs. So the Surgeon General saying that there is an epidemic of loneliness yeah. in isolation. I don't disagree. They caused it. Yes, like true. always. Yep. Um, but. I'm thinking we could take this program and apply it to that truck, you know, the fat smelling truck that Connecticut just yes, got. Yes. Because that thing, like you said, is going to be lonely as hell <laughs> from non-use. And by the way, the reason it's only used once a week, let's face it, if it's an electric vehicle, they probably have to charge it for like five straight days to get it to run <laughs> for eight hours straight. And then the calibration on those 16 <laughs> instruments probably takes a good four to five days to recalibrate every single time. Mm-hmm. It takes a whiff of, like, PCP, <laughs> pot, again, farts. And you know they ain't doing that on the weekend unless it's overtime. So oh, yeah. another boondoggle with our tax dollars. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. It's environmental equity. What was it else? Environmental justice. Justice. Okay. There we go. Hey guys, Steve from Gloucester. Hey Steve. What is more nauseating, the royal family in general or the fact that Channel 7 News in Boston actually believes that people are interested in what's going on there to the point that they're sending Kim Casey again to cover the events? Are they really? I mean, what is going on with that news station that they still think that the royal family is relevant? Well, if they're willing, it's privately owned, I think. So that's Sunbeam, right? So I think that if they want to send them over there, then that's fine. My good friend, Joseph Shaka, is at Channel 7, so I shan't disparage them. But I don't I don't really get the, the Prince thing. But that said, I hate Harry and Ma- Meghan. So. Yeah, it makes me like the rest of the royal family more how unlikable Meghan and Harry are and that they trash them all the time. Correct. Hey, Tom, Steve from Gloucester. Hey, How Steve you doing? Again. I know that Paige Spiranak yes. is number one on the Tom Shattuck uh, celebrity supple list. But who is. is number two and who is number three? Well, Paige Spiranak, I think, has to be thrown off the list mm-hmm. because... She no longer follows you on Twitter? That's correct. And because she found out you called her fat. Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? But she's still guess, supple. And she's she's liked some of my tweets. So I'm still in. Uh-huh. Um, number two and number three. Let's see. So who is the girl? Oh, Margot Robbie is on there. Okay. Uh, that's she was in the Fox movie, right? Yeah, she's in everything good. Yeah. Yes, I like her. She's in the upcoming Barbie movie. 
And I'm gonna have. And to, she looked great at the Met Gala. I want to have to go with Kinetic Zone Eliza Krasinski, the reporter, who's mm-hmm. a good, really good reporter. She's gonna be one of the networks is gonna suck her up immediately, any time now, if she wants that. Maybe she doesn't want that. So. Um, and I guess that about do. I don't know a lot of names of young people anymore. Of of people celebrities. Yeah, I don't know. I you like Emily Ratajkowski or yes, name. but then again, I don't know. I mean, she's had kids now, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're married to me, and I've had kids. Yep. <laughs> I mean, um, well. You guys appreciate me, at least, out there. Thank you for listening to our show. Oh, new All You Can Eat podcast is out today. I will all tweet and social that as well. That is All You Can Eat pod on Twitter. I thought it was a good one. Interesting. Yeah, it was good. I have more topics. We got to record another one. Um, I have more to talk about, about foods. Um, but anyways, you can find that wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search All You Can Eat, Tom Shattuck, and BurnboroughPodcast.com. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.